1: Many of us are more well-versed with brickbats than we are with bouquets. At work in our personal lives, we tend to give more criticism to others than we do appreciation. We're quick to notice people's shortcomings and the mistakes, but slow to show appreciation for the things they do or the great qualities they exhibit. And yet, appreciation goes a long way in motivating people and making them want to give more at work. More than 75% of employees said they would give more to their company if they felt appreciated at work. About 40% said they feel underappreciated at work. A study by a person and associates discover that companies that show appreciation to employees have 31% lower voluntary turnover rates than companies that don't. How does appreciation translate into recognition? Why is it so important? And how can companies and individuals show appreciation in tangible, acceptable ways? So it is the last Monday of the month and as usual, we have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham. So this month, we're going to be talking about showing appreciation to enhance motivation and performance through case studies. Good morning, Sheila. Good
0: morning, Frida. Always
1: good to see you. You, and always a good reminder of how the month has passed whenever I see you. Uh, so what we normally do is we'll go through case studies and these, right. of course, are people, uh, you know, that you have met and names have been, you know, kept uh, to protect their innocence, right? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or not so innocent. Okay, first one is, uh, this. I generally feel like I'm competent in my work and do a good job, but I realise I'm more motivated than usual when it, my accomplishments are acknowledged beyond constructive feedback, even if it's just with a private good job. From my superior. The thing is, I don't feel as professional to say out loud that recognition gives me a boost, but I want to be as motivated as I can
0: be to do my best and reach my full potential. What should I do? Um, people are made up in many ways, you know, our cognitive styles, our motivation styles. So you have two types of people, the internally driven ones and the externally driven ones. Internally driven people just know they've done a good job and you don't need to keep telling them. In fact, if you keep telling them, oh, great job, good job, they kind of look look at you, yeah, like, I know, duh, you know. But the externally motivated ones need to be given appreciation they need to hear that they've got done a good job it's almost as if they track their you know performance yeah. their their improvement by the uh, feedback that they give now i don't see what's wrong in telling someone that you need feedback to remain motivated. I mean, you don't have to go there and say, oh, please, you know, say that I've done a good job so that I'm motivated. You know, you can go back to your superior and say, um, I'm one of those people who likes to receive feedback on how I've done mm-hmm. because it helps me to keep on track in my development uh, towards performance excellence. So I re—I really appreciate all the feedback you've been giving, and I hope that you will continue to give me feedback, positive feedback, uh, recognition, as well as constructive feedback and how I can improve further. There's nothing wrong with doing that. So I would say to this person, go and sit and have a chat with your superior. Thank them for whatever feedback they've given you that's helped you to get to where you are. And then tell them to continue giving you that feedback. Even if you might if you might become so good, they might feel that you don't need the feedback, that you would appreciate the feedback. And, and you know, sometimes uh, work, family, everything, right? Just little things
1: of so saying thank you, great job all the time makes a difference, right? It's not like, you know, I can imagine, uh, I've been in situations where every time I meet with the superior, it's always something that could have been better, could have been better. Never once, like, you, you would hear, good job, right? Yeah. So it's like, every time I look at you, oh, what have I got, done wrong again, right? So, uh, the, and people are sometimes you know so some it doesn't kill people to say great job or you know the sandwich right if you yeah. need if you need to give feedback the sandwich formula of a compliment um, an area to improve and then back to the compliment yeah, again that's right? a good way to mm. do it
0: and you know sometimes when you're in the office and then your superior or someone stops you you're like oh no what what do I do now yeah. that's a natural instinct mm. why can't the superior just stop you in the corridor and say hey you know that mm. paper you wrote you know it was really excellent it was so well written and you know keep that up or mm. you know that, that deal that you closed you know is so well presented so well thought out and argued out and I'm going to take you for my next one and to motivate people it it doesn't have to be people always think that motivation and recognition equals bonus and uh, increment not necessarily so in
1: one of the books I read is the uh, five love languages I don't know if you read it yes. right and and of course like uh, we all have come with these wo- uh, love languages and one of which is words of affirmation yes and it it is more powerful and more uh what do you call it uh, some some people's love language right yeah. uh, and of course it applies to work and, and in relationships um I think everybody would like these love languages. And for some, this speaks much louder than the others, right? Yes. Uh, So, I mean, it doesn't hurt you to say, great job, right? Yeah. Um, To do that. So, in case, so that's one case study. Uh, Second case study. Uh, I'm the leader of an IT team. My team collaborates with other teams for many projects, and we put in a lot of hard work and long hours for those projects, often in addition to our regular work. We don't seek recognition out loud, but when it came time for bonuses, we were told that the company didn't do well that year and could not afford bonuses for everyone. Yet some of the teams we worked with got bonuses. I feel this unfair. are a form of recognition? And shouldn't they be performance-based? I feel I need to stand up for my team. How should I go about it?
0: You know, this is the thing about our work culture. We're very reluctant to talk about our Um, the things that we've done, our achievements Mm. to others. I was doing a a training on how to do appraisals and have meaningful conversations and I realised, I did it for a couple of companies and I found out that nobody actually writes down the extraordinary tasks they do at work. And neither do managers, superiors document what are the extraordinary things that their subordinates do at work. And I'm asking myself why? Mm. How do you remember in December what someone did in January, February and March? And usually we, we we, we reward people based like on the last quarter, you know, some extraordinary thing they did and they might have been mediocre the whole year. Right. And then we consider that and we give them a bonus that's better than somebody else who's been consistently doing hard work the whole year. So what I would suggest to this person is that um, to as a team leader to collate all the tasks that they have done. For other teams mm. above and beyond their owner projects. And then um, to go to the superior and say, um, we've done this, mm. we have achieved all of this. You gave those teams bonuses and they could not have completed and achieved the success in their projects without us giving them the it support you no know, creating the software implementing testing and all that sort of thing mm. so how come they got all the bonuses because what they did was so visible but we are the behind the scenes people who supported them everything and we're not getting anything mm. so to to negotiate and see look can we do something about rewarding our people in some way now if the company doesn't have sort of a process where you can you know reward people with like extra or something in the in the beginning of the year or just after bonus is given out then you have to work out something like mm. maybe you know a sort of like an increment every quarter or something like that or maybe get the word from the superior that okay fine I can go back to my people and say that we were not rewarded this year but next year we're going to get the bonus um, that we deserve and then a little bit extra so that you know they will feel happy and and I will you know also be doing my my job in mm. supporting them because if you don't do that, your team's going to leave. Yeah. They're going to go and say, you know, we, we're not recognized, we've done so much, and nobody's even bothered to appreciate us or notice what we've done. We're the unseen people. Mm. What do unseen people do? They leave, they just quietly leave. Mm. Mm. And will oh, be very clear about how the performance
1: is derived correct right because yeah. it's like how come they get and we don't you know what I mean like it's be very clear how yeah. this is right because these are very subjective sort of projects now if you have any questions for us you can also WhatsApp us at 18 789 8899. we'll try to address them uh, so you can choose to be anonymous too um, okay we're on to our third case study here some of the members of my team feel that recognition in the form of awards that employ the month are demotivating to those who don't win uh, claiming favouritism from the selection process. However, the selection process is based on performance and the people who win the title are the ones who put in the most effort and go the extra mile. So as a head of the department, how can ensure selection process is fair and motivates the team are? Uh. To back to my earlier point. Huh?
0: Okay. Mm. First thing you need to do is like right at the beginning of the year because if it's going to be like you're watching these people on a in a year to year basis and it's like a you know twelve month process that you're yeah, watching their performance, then what you need to do is be very clear at the beginning of the year what are the criteria that you're going to be using to decide who's a performer or not. Because very often you don't tell people, okay, this is what we're go- we having the best performance awards this year. This is the criteria. Uh, this is weightage given for this, for this, for this. So people look at it and they say, ah, okay, so I need to improve in this area. I need to improve in that area. So first thing you need to do is that. Now, the second thing you need to do is address the fact that um, many people... Have an inflated opinion of their own ability. Mm. I think you and I have seen this very often. Why I didn't get bonus? You got bonus. Why? I why I didn't get the award? I still work like you. But then, yeah, you know, there are there are measure. There's a measure you not know, to rate this. Okay, so what I would recommend is, based on the criteria. You get everyone to grade themselves on a grid. So you have like a graph and then on one side you have all the criteria and then on the y-axis you have the scoring and get people to rate themselves. Mm. Okay? Once you get people to rate themselves, they, they, they kind of know uh, or what they feel they are good at and where they're good at. Then... You get the agreement from the team and you can only get the agreement from the team to do a 360 if everyone's comfortable with each other. So before you do all this, you need to do like some team building, team alignment exercises. You need to iron out the politics. You need to address all the the troublemakers in the team and, and say that you won't tolerate all this dissension and things like that. Once you get them aligned, and you know, Frida, I'm telling you it's possible. I've taken teams away for three days and two nights who were so fragmented of so much of politics going on and that people were not talking to each other and at the end of the day they were actually sitting out and looking at how to resolve the problems in the in the team and and make things work you know so Mm. it always depends on who you get and how you go about it so once you have done that and everyone's aligned and everyone's like okay we're all equal we see ourselves as part of a team now so we don't mind being evaluated by each other then you introduce like a 360 Mm. where you get people to evaluate their peers upwards, downwards and all that. Um, But People need to be willing to do that. So once you look at the 360 scores, you tabulate it and get everyone to compare what people are saying about them and what they're saying about themselves. Mm. If it's kind of... Mm same same then you know that they are on the right track in the way they evaluate themselves and then the way others are evaluating them also as a as a boss you also need to evaluate and see that you know whether the scores are aligned la mm. if there's a wide discrepancy then you talk to this person and say look these are your areas of need for improvement mm. and here is how i can help you to improve this is what you need to do blah blah, blah. so give them that opportunity say within a 2 or 3 month period to improve and then you begin, once everyone's kind of working hard, if they want to, if they don't want and they decide to get, you know, what you say, all upset and take it personally and don't want to do anything, then you can't help them. Now, you know, yeah. But if people are going to take the feedback in a constructive way and use it to improve, then after that, you then accordingly you evaluate them and you need to give people constant feedback on whether they're on track. Mm. You know, you don't suddenly wait until the end of the year and they think they're on track. And then at the end of the day also, don't just give an award for the best performance. You can give some recognition for the best improvement. Yeah, Someone who like started really dismal and then like really up their scores and you know, so yeah. you can actually do another 360 towards the end of the year. So in a way, yeah, you're also being fair people don't look at you and say oh you made the decisions and you're unfair people are evaluating each other as well mm-hmm. so you make it a bit democratic then people begin to um, go with that whole process and, and buy into it you know
1: Right. Mm. Uh, we're going to go through other case studies in just a moment. I'm here with Sheila Singham uh, from Human Equation talking about giving appreciation, recognition to enhance motivation and performance. Uh, you can also uh, bring uh, have, send some questions over if you have any around this topic to 018-789-8899. Uh, That's on WhatsApp. Uh, stay tuned. BFM
0: 89.9. Beats, funk, mixtapes. BFM 89.9. The Business Station.
1: Good morning. This is Freya Liu. If you just joined us, this is Enterprise. I'm here with Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Uh, she joins us the final Monday of every month, and today uh, we're going through some studies, uh, case studies about giving appreciation, recognition to enhance motivation and performance. Uh, we went through a couple earlier on. The fourth case study here is: My company budget doesn't allow for much when it comes to employee appreciation or recognition.
0: How can I be creative in a tight budget to show appreciation to my people? It's a myth that showing appreciation needs to cost a lot of money, actually. You can do little things. Um, they, it all, doesn't always have to involve you coming out with money from your pocket. Now, one of the things I find really heartwarming is to receive handwritten notes and cards from people. Mm. You know, And it's something I introduce in some of my trainings as well to give someone what we call a feedback fish. So there's a little piece of paper with a fish stamped on it. And uh, you at the back of it, you just write down what you appreciate about what that person has done. And so when you get a feedback fish, you really feel good. And, you know, I have collected all... I myself do get some from my participants thanking me and all that and I keep all those feedback fish all over the place in my office and my books and sometimes I, I, I'm reading and I, I see this and it just warms the coffees right. of my heart right yeah. so I mean it, you know with, with all the online ways of expression people have forgotten that sometimes making a card or you know getting a little card printed and sending them out to people because you see online uh, I can't I can't show it off but if you give me a nice card I can post it on my cubicle there you know note from the boss A a feedback fish or something like that, or even a token like a token like an eagle. Why an eagle? Because an eagle soars above the rest. Right. It's not like the chickens pecking at you know the grain on the ground. It soars above. And it, it's high up there. So I'll give you a little eagle statue or something like right. that or a picture of it, right. you know, so that you everyone looks at it, wow, you got eagle from the boss. Uh, wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's a good thing. Now, other things... It's very that, visual. It's very visual. Now, other things you can do is cupcakes. No, no, food. <laughs> you know, people like, you know, thank you cupcakes or chocolates or you know, have a Kit Kat. A day like Okay everybody Today's 5 o'clock It's Kit Kat Friday I give you a Kit Kat Take a break Go leave I don't see anybody uh-huh. In the office This is an appreciation Oh right? again You can do this I'm giving you Three hours off This week Go and do what you want With it Because this is an appreciation Of all the hard labour You put in on Some mm. other project And all that You know I, I tell you one of the things That i i raised the resentment level in me highest to fall was the time when i was called back to work on a project we were doing a pitch to a company and i was i was working till two o'clock two a.m my boss made me stay there and do that with the team now mind you i lived in rawang at that time that's all the way out one hour out and the next day she said i want you there for the pitch at nine o'clock so I got up line, I had barely about three, five five hours sleep. I got up, I drove and I came. The picture was over by about 11.30, 12. Mm. I thought after that, she'll say, come, let's go for lunch and you take the rest of the day. off. Oh. But no. No, she <laughs> insisted. I go back to the office and work till five. I was really upset by that. So other tokens you can give people, other ways of appreciation is just an announcement at the monthly meeting mm. or weekly meeting, a shout out to so-and-so for something, something, you know, or a wall of fame. Mm. You can have a wall of fame in your office But you know every week you just have people Stick notes of appreciation Or a picture to say who did what And then you can have gratitude day Once right. a month Where everyone comes and mm. goes out to show Gratitude to somebody else you can also recognize people's non-work achievements. Someone's out there doing CSR and right. doing a great job. Bring them in and make that, you know, part of your cult. They'll make it part mm. of your culture as well. Mm. I know a company that makes it part of the KPIs. All right. Okay, they're doing, they're doing something for the community. For the community, Ooh, wow. right. Okay. Or you can make that person also like boss for the day. Okay, okay, today you are the boss. Kind of like you tellers, you directors. And another company I knew, they give uh, parking space to the employees, a form of recognition, hmm. next to the boss. Okay. So privilege, and hey, don't underestimate, uh, today parking very hard to find, very expensive. <laughs> so you give someone free parking for a month right in front of the building like that. Huh? Right. That will be a big thing, you know. There's, never mind if it's a little country, a you know, my there, mm. park next to the boss's uh, Merc or whatever. People come in and say, wow, well, you you employee of the month. Huh? why oh, you right. got parking there you know what right. I mean? these are little ways like we need to start being creative mm. appreciation companies please it's so outdated to think that appreciation is just about bonus and increment yeah. what about mo- giving two movie tickets right. to the fella who you know wrote that fantastic uh, proposal and got us the job mm. that will do I mean announce it p- put it on Facebook put it on the website our employee of this month is so and so because why mm. you know so every the whole world can see it. and that's what recognition does? It's shouting out to people the value of this person. These
1: things, I tell you, go a long way. I just rem- I'm just reminded of two incidents when I was working for the PR company. This is twenty plus years ago, and in one where we had to stay overnight and put press kits, compile press kits together, right? And the next day was an event. But I was just like, I think it was just wasn't just me. It was a bunch of us and all that. And then the boss wrote a note after that, you know, and, co- and copied the managers, uh, the general managers, and said, you know, uh, she she was she was so enthusiastic and happy, even though it was over and a little thing like that that I will still remember 20 plus years later another one was uh, uh, the, uh, when I was working for the MNC and he's he doesn't talk much. He's a little bit you know introverted, <laughs> right? But then he and then suddenly you get a, a card through the mail, a handwritten note, and just said you know. And it would be something that would have, because by the time the card arrived, it would have been ages ago. But just said thank you for the work you did on that period. And then you remind it again, but I still remember this, right? You know. So uh, kudos to Julius Evanson and Jeff Cross. These these were the, the bosses, you know, who who just made a point. And again, right? It was just a note. In, and that, that that makes that's enough right?
0: sometimes, mm. you know. We we shouldn't overthink how to appreciate people. Even the word, just going up to them in front of everybody, in the office. Hey, you did a great job. Hey, yeah. everybody, you know, Frida did a great job on that today. You know, kudos to her. And I want you all to you know. Let's all strive for the You know, it, it motivates right. everyone as well. They they'll then be like. Waiting to see when they can get that sort of appreciation. Mm.
1: Okay, so it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Nope. Uh, again, any ideas, any questions that you may have, WhatsApp us, zero one eight seven eight 789 5th case study. The culture in my organisation right now is slow and demoted as we face a huge change through and acquisition exercise last year. We were quiet. Um, we've tried running engagement programmes and awards to boost morale and show appreciation, but these have helped only a little. Where can
0: we go from here? You know, I've done focus group sessions, trainings and one-on-one sessions with people in organisations. And one of the biggest arguments they have when the organization's going through like merger and acquisition exercise and all that, the one thing they say to me is that why can't management be frank and tell us what's happening? Why do we have to read about it in the papers? Mm. Now, I know a lot of companies take the path of uh, caution in saying that we don't want to tell our people because then it goes out, it leaks out, and then the media picks it up. Then, you know, we get into trouble with the SE because it's not been announced, blah, blah, blah. But I think you got to trust your people. Mm. you got to really trust your people to be able to tell them, look, Changes are coming and I motivate them. I want you all to be ready for that. Now, town hall sessions are one thing. But if you are going to be a CEO and give a town hall about something, you make sure that everyone at every level is there. I just received feedback from an executive saying that you do town halls only with the managers and ask them to come back and cascade to us. But half the time, things are lost in translation. You know, why can't we be sitting in on the town hall and listen to it directly from the Mm. CEO and feel that we are part of the family that we're important enough for you to talk to us directly. So the... The, the, what you need to do when you're going through a change like this is not just assume that you know giving people bonus and, and recognition and all that is, is going to work everyone be waiting to see is there going to be a VSS am I going to be mm. asked so be, what companies that's concerning them more than and then
1: all this is and going? Then, on.
0: and then also I found out another thing that it's not just about whether I'm going to be asked okay my job is safe but my friend whom I've been at lunch with for 15 years my buddy he's going to be axed, mm. and I have a sense of loss so it's grieving you know it is it is so I mean he's not going to be there I'm going to see the empty space every day that camaraderie that connectedness I have come the joy I have in coming to work is not going to be anymore so what we need to do in instances like this you could really invest in having someone come in and do focus group sessions to really find out what the people want how they want you to manage the change not you just go manage the change arbitrarily and expect everyone to accept Okay, what would they want to see you doing to mitigate the impact of these changes, right? Number two, um, what you need to also do is uh, you need to validate, have focus groups uh, validate how people are feeling. People will be angry, people will be upset, you know, so val- let them vent, let them say anything without reacting, without getting upset, Okay. And a lot of times when you have changes going on in the organization, you immediately have one town hall saying we're gonna go through these changes, but you neglect to tell people what's not gonna change. People mm-hmm. want to know what's gonna stay the same first. Mm-hmm. That would be a reassurance. Right. Then you tell them, Okay, now that we know that this is not gonna change, we're not gonna lose our jobs, blah blah blah. Okay, here's what we need to anticipate and I you know, then get them all on board with that. Another thing I advocate, and companies never think of doing this, not in Malaysia, at least, you know. But one uh, one CEO um, talked to me about it and she was saying that Maybe we could have a resident counsellor, mm,
1: yes. you
0: know, a career counsellor, personal yep. counsellor, someone to just be there for three to six months yep. while the change is happening so that people can just come in. I think I mentioned this before, Billions, the TV movie they had, you know, they were in the uh, working, you know, it was a company, a share market sort of related company. And they had a resident psychi- psychiatrist, a psychologist there. Mm. So get someone to be on board where anyone can just book a time and come in and just talk and vent. So that then without divulging who and confidentiality and all that, this person can collect also the data and go back to management and say, this is how your people are feeling. Yeah. We cannot just address um, you know, the, the, the tangible things when change is happening. The most important thing that we neglect usually to address our feelings, Mm -hmm. all right? So we need to communicate, communicate, communicate at all levels and constantly be in touch with our people. And what they say in Malay, the, the senior management team Exco needs to turun ke padang, mm. go down to the field, do the walkabouts, talk to people, a pat on the shoulder, a re, a reassuring pat to say, hey, you know what, we're gonna be okay. We're with you in this. We're listening to you. That will go a long way.
1: Right. You know, um, very. Okay, I mean, I've been through this as well, like a merger and acquisition. And usually, when the company that gets acquired, uh, will follow to the tune of the one that you know, obviously that that. It's the bigger bigger company in this case uh, you can do exercises and all that but you're right about the counsellor um, and also maybe at that time when with this new merger and acquisition cultures especially if you're being acquired culturally you might be different and, and it's time to upskill and reskill and maybe even think about you need to do a culture alignment I mean, yeah, exercise right yeah. uh, we do have a question I won't um, Okay, I don't think I want to mention a name I don't know but anyway uh, unless he puts his name down okay he says uh, what about pay increment discrimination I've been working very hard and recently promoted. um, However, my increment is so little as compared to an external hire. How do I go to my bosses in HR to raise this concern, especially when increment salary is PNC and I get in trouble to compare company policy? Thank Mm -hmm. you for your question. I won't mention your name.
0: Well, that is a good point. It is PNC and not just you, but the other person could, could get into trouble or someone from mm. finance or HR. Um, this is where I always keep telling people that you need to document all the things that you have done mm. and then also compare it with the deliverables of the other party. Mm. You know, and say that, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by external hire. So I,
1: I, I guess it's like, you know, I know I've been promoted and so uh, maybe, these two people are of the same position, yeah. right? I get promoted, my agreement so much, then they hire someone uh, of the same level, but that person that has been externally hired gets paid more. Mm. And then you've been in the company for so long, and then yet you don't get that kind of money, right? Okay. So, and then it's like, you know... Why? Yeah.
0: Well, I suppose without divulging how you know how much they're paid and all that, you could go and set a benchmark, a figure, which you feel that you are worth, and you need to go and... Um, have a chat Mm. with uh, your boss, your immediate boss, as well as HR and query as to why you cannot get this. Mm. Knowing that this is the market rate that other companies, equivalent companies, right. are paying without actually saying how you know who is mm. being paid that much in your company, mm. and to be also able to 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 bring about the fact that you have been loyal to the company, you've been working there, you've you know gone up. The, the, uh, obviously, I am valued since I've been promoted. Correct, right? So if I've been promoted, why is what's the what's the regular increment that you the range of increment that you would give or salary that you give someone in this position? And I have the question, is everybody in the company at the lower end, middle end or upper end of the range and what is the rationale and justification for giving different people um, you know, the different levels of salary? Right. And then go and state your case.
1: Right. So maybe just state like, you know, this is uh, market research has shown that this is the range or I know that within this range this is a kind of salary. So without divulging the fact that you know how much the other person is being paid. Because the
0: other person can also get into trouble and the last thing you want to do is get the other Person or whoever gave you that um, Mm. Amount into Trouble you know
1: Oh. Okay oh. Thanks for that question uh, So we are encouraging uh, uh, Questions from the public uh, We got uh, One more question here Another case study uh, I come from An old school thinking Where appreciation Of pure hard work Is reflected in the type Of salary and bonus Okay However I have Young employees In my organisation Who seem demotivated And tend not to last long In my company One of the reasons Given in the exit interviews Is that they don't feel Appreciated And there isn't Sufficient recognition I feel their need For constant appreciation In graduates Is entitlement Why do the younger generation need so much validation for their
0: work <laughs> okay wait, little I'm, strawberries okay. I don't know la, whether it's entirely true or not Is some young people yes You know, it is, it's about their upbringing and their exposure to social media I think I mentioned early on in this uh, program that um, the people were internally and externally driven mm. now a lot of young people are externally driven so one of the reasons they become like that is the predominance of social media and I'm not just pulling this out of thin air Frieda. I've talked to young people and ask them why why is your self-image so affected so dependent on what others say and they say it's because of the pressures of social Real media because the constant need to tell the world what you're doing oh i just went give me a break i'm going to the toilet and back that one and so they have to yeah. tell
1: people on facebook okay. imagine the
0: pressures i feel yeah. <laughs> and then you know and then it's kind of like how many likes they get for something becomes an obsession. Mm. Now, someone can look at it and say, I didn't get much likes today and go into a slight depression. I'm like what yeah. you know so uh, and then it's also increased competitiveness like who's thinner who's more beautiful more stylish has right. the latest designer handbag the best job the best bonus the greatest <laughs> holiday all of this goes on Facebook so they're constantly being compared with each other I mean if you've come from a culture of sound values and a strong sense of self-worth that uh, you have then some of these things don't bother you but it's very easy to get caught up mm. in that bandwagon, we're gonna. so if they receive appreciation the the whole world needs to know this love Because, oh, you know, I got the best bonus today. Everyone else got one month. I got two months. And, you know, I got an increment. I got a promotion. They have to shout about it. Mm. So, now, so as high salary is not merely sought after as a measure of, you know, lifestyle so that they can have better lifestyle, more liquidity and all that. Mm. It's also a measure of status. Higher bonus and salary me equals how much my boss appreciates me, right? Another reason for the so-called sense of entitlement is uh, Ursula, the parents, you know, yeah. the baby boomers and Gen X. I uh, was so busy working, pursuing careers and trying to, you know, May make ends meet and all that. So, we didn't have much time with our children who were brought up by grandparents who doted on them and made them think like the best things in sliced bread. And also, nannies, lah, you know what I mean? So, uh, to compensate for, for not spending so much time with the children, we rewarded our children's yeah. accomplishments with money and gifts. Right. So, sometimes children grow up for being complimented for the smallest effort and they translate that to the workplace. Oh, great, you scraped through your first year. Well done, my child. Here's a card, a reward, you know. So the child thinks that a minimal effort and a performance, uh, it requires lots of uh, accolades and stuff. The point is that they are what they are. Mm. And to some extent, we, the older generation, have made them what they are. Right. But we can't run away from it, mm. like. Okay, increments and bonuses given once a year are not sufficient for millennials. They need to have more sustainable uh, ways of showing them that they are appreciated. And if employers want to keep these millennials, retain them, because the big word now is recruitment and retention, right? You need to adapt. Whether you're old school or what, you need to adapt. So do a survey, speak one-to-one with these people and Mm. ask them, How would you like to be appreciated? Sometimes being given a lead in an important project is enough. Mm. Okay? Our recognition. Some are happy if you mention their accomplishments at a meeting or Facebook. We talked about that earlier. Or or just having a breakfast with the boss or lunch with the boss, movie night. Some recognition is enough. So be creative. What I say to this person is adapt and become the best old boss there is. Mm. You know, instead of fighting it.
1: Anna? And it's you know I, and I, I you're right no so it's a, in a way it's a general because I've come a time before the internet before this this online media so like we don't get it but I think innately we are all the same right mm. so back to your earlier story about how you can show appreciation other ways whether it's cupcake or note or whatever mm. um, and and that, that that that's just the way it is because of what technology has done yeah and so we've got to learn to adapt and change with the times as well we need to get with the program get with the program <laughs> right uh, thanks for being with us again. Sheila and of course uh, she'll be with us again the final uh, month uh, final Monday of next month if you've got any questions first you can always uh, uh, send us uh, an email enterprise at bfm.my or
0: they can send you an email Sure. Yeah, and w- which is Sheila S-H-E-I-L-A at human-equation.com okay we can get rid of the dash no I <laughs> can't get rid of the dash
1: okay. dash <laughs> not underscore Yeah. yeah human-equation.com and uh, we can go through that at the end of next month uh, thanks again uh, Sheila Singham Human Equation